This is Kevin and Michael's first attempt at a podcast series. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about now? So here we are. We've got a microphone in front of us. What do we, what do we talk about? Well, that, that thing that I really can't remember the name. Beginners, learning beginners, what? Beginner's mind. Beginner's mind. This is uh, something we were talking about yesterday when we were at that, the Thai restaurant. And uh, yeah, I've just, I've been kind of in a, not a funk lately, but kind of always weighed down by my sense of anxiety and stress. And it's all that running, Michael. It's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought running might actually help that, but no, no it, it kind of makes not. it worse. But we were talking about this concept of beginner's mind. And, you know, the Zen Buddhists often use this concept. Uh, just the belief that if you are seeing the world for the first time or experiencing the experience that you're going through for the first time, it's really exciting. It's very humbling. It's very interesting. And it kind of results in this awe and amazement that you have. Um, but, I, like, what is a good like example of that experience because I, I don't think a lot of people would know like experiencing things for the first time but you've done so many things f already sure 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 so i think like what's the most obvious example of beginners of mine for me is when i go to travel to a new place and often when i'm walking through like a crazy noisy you know, street market where they're selling dead cows and handbags and all this. Dead cows. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like cows. they have animals kind of hanging up from the stalls and you're getting the full sensory overload of these sights and sounds and, you know, people talking and doing these things and trying to get business and all that stuff. And in that moment, I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. And in, in, in none of my like being do I feel like I know what's going to happen next or do I feel like I know what anyone is going to do and I'm sort of on my guard but at the same time I'm fully present in that moment because I know that I know nothing. Yeah, but, but you go like abroad to experience that. Like for example, if you're living here in Tokyo and you go to, I don't know, Mongolia and you've never been there, of course it's easy to see so many things that you've never seen before but what about like here? You live here. You've seen like the same skyline, the same people. Like Tokyo is pretty common. Like there's lots of stuff happening very similarly. Sure, sure, sure. So, and I think that's the point. And what the Zen Buddhists are so good at is you can actually cultivate this beginner's mind on a day in and day out basis, doing the extremely mundane things that we do every day. So, you know, a good example is let's say you have a 10 minute walk to work every morning and you pass the same tree and for years and years and years it doesn't occur to you that this tree is anything special and in fact most of the days where you pass it you don't even notice it because it's there every day but with beginner's mind what you can do is you can start to really feel like you're seeing that tree every day for the first time and you can you know look up at the branches and think wow how amazing is it that this tree exists in the middle of a city and how does it get its root, you know, where does its roots go to and how does it get its water or look at those amazingly beautifully full colored leaves or, you know, how incredible does, is it that it provides shade? So there are various aspects of the tree that you can find interesting and new and awe-inspiring and just feel incredible gratitude for the existence of the tree. 
right? And we can extrapolate that out to all sorts of things, our walks to work, you know, our interactions with family members, our, you know, cooking that we might do every night, whatever it is. Sure, uh, but like, so you, you have these experiences, let's say on your walk to work, you notice something like unique, you can appreciate it, but at the same time, isn't that you kind of putting in more energy to find those things? You're artificially thinking about you wanting to have a beginner's uh, experience, sorry, what is it called? Beginner's mind. Beginner's yeah. mind experience. Um, isn't that kind of fake? And you're kind of faking that experience, whereas you could get it naturally, but less often. Like, what's the what's the benefit of that? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me preface all of this by saying anything that I know right now is more stuff that I can talk about, and I'm actually extremely bad at practicing it myself. So I'm probably exhibit A for somebody who kind of, you know, zooms through life and has all these crazy stresses and doesn't really notice the tree on the way to work and, you know, is all thinking about like what's going to happen later that day, you know, at my job or, you know, the thing that I regretted that happened yesterday. So I'm not, uh, I'm definitely not, you know, a person that can really say that I practice this on a day in and day out basis, but it's something that I really want to practice. So I've taken a little bit of time to learn about it. I'm glad that you can appreciate the hypocritical side of yeah. yourself, Michael. Uh, this is it's, not the only hypocritical thing I have. There is evidence. It's on this podcast that has to go live. It has uh, to be hypocrisy is, uh, <laughs> is, yeah, something that I can practice and preach <laughs> every day. Uh, but, you know, I think, I think, there's a little bit of like fake it till you make it type of a type of an attitude, which might seem fake and seem unnatural, but like it works. Like I really do in my heart have appreciation for trees. Like when I see a fucking cool tree, I'm like, that is an awesome tree. And like, how does it get its roots? Like trees are crazy things, <laughs> okay. you know? Well, I get that you can um, appreciate trees, but at the same time, like if it's, if it's artificial, like I get the fake it till you make it. You've never done something before. You got to do it a few times before you get used to it. But what if it's just not practical for you? What if it's not necessary? Like you don't need to have this moment. You can have a different kind of moment. You can just, I don't know, enjoy reading a book. That's a new book. Mm. Um, what is the the benefit of trying to create beginner's mind that you think to yourself, to your to your life? It's, it, I think it's, it's a presence. It's a way for you to take yourself out of the future and out of the past. And for me, who's constantly thinking about both of those things and not being present, it's just a way to you know, feel the specialness of the present moment. Well, I mean, like, kids today <laughs> always want to say, like... Um, I want like to, to be in this moment, hashtag YOLO, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, daydreaming, you don't daydream about the now, you daydream about like the future and the, the past. Maybe now is good. And of mm. course, it's good to be present. But at the same time, you know, thinking about future things is also fine. And I just trying to think of like, what is the benefit of trying to create this, this mindedness? Maybe it gives you some kind of calm. But I think like, the amount of calm it would give me versus how much effort I have to put in to like, like you have a nice tree here, but if I came in here and be like, hey, Michael, nice to see you. And then look at the tree and be like, wow, 
I really appreciate the lightning shape on that tree and like I can see like it's a cool tree but at the same time it's just not giving me anything mm. um, and if it doesn't give me anything and I kind of ignore you I mean you're the purpose of me kind of meeting with you today it would be kind of weird out of context I guess artificial well I don't think it necessarily means you have to spend an overly obnoxious amount of time appreciating the tree but it's just a simple of acknowledgement about how your experiences are actually novel like they actually are like this arrangement of molecules in this particular you know space in this particular time in the history of the world is actually for the first time ever occurring. So even though that tree, you might have seen it a million times, the reality is the way that you're seeing it with the with the sunlight that you're seeing it and all, and all of like the specifics of the situation are actually being done for the first time. So in that sense, beginner's mind is like not, is like is like is is the reality. It's not a fake it till you make it type of a thing. Well, I guess if you like roll the idea back a little and mm. you think of it more as appreciating the moments that come to you maybe the ones that are maybe things like a phone call from your family that you haven't picked up or something like that and think oh they're really thinking about me i should call back maybe maybe that's something that that could be practical for but i was just like trying to think of a way that it's not too like out of place because you know i don't like to i don't like to do things that don't somehow fit the flow mm. like we were doing yoga for a while but then after some time i was just it didn't feel like me i started to not go to the classes that be like i had four classes a month i started um leaving all four classes to the last four days of the month which was pretty stressful one week so i was like this is this time to go yeah going to yoga class definitely should not be uh, a stressful experience yeah <laughs> well, I mean, you know uh, it's time to get rid of the membership at that point yeah probably but like then you find things that you really like and the question i have is like should you be pursuing things that either other people advise or that people say is good and it could be good to you but there's things that you just it doesn't fit with your character like uh, we were talking earlier about peace of mind and um, a question I brought up is like is peace of mind that helpful or that important because I don't like being peaceful I, I don't like being still I want things to keep going or you know I want to do two things at once or I want to like really enjoy this moment but peace of mind is like doing nothing it's very hard for me I, uh, I'm not sure about that. I think uh, peacefulness or silence or stillness is not exactly the same as peace of mind. And I think when we as like super go-getters are trying to, you know, make money and find beautiful partners trees. to be with <laughs> beautiful trees or go on trips and you know experience the world and like just go and eat good food and you know have good sex and do all these things and we, we try to do all that stuff we are in search of peace of mind like we, we we might be saying we're in search of you know those things that i just mentioned but those things i think and maybe it's not the same for everyone like the next step after those things are like, I want those things so that I can have peace of mind and joy and bliss and stillness and, and you know, just satisfaction with what is. And we think that those things are the way to get there. And it's hard for me to say that any of 
the people that think that are wrong. And I certainly think that almost every second of every day in my life. But I also think there's another way, which is sort of to skip those like intermediate things and just sort of go for the stillness, go for the peace of mind, go for the presence and, and experience of love in that in, in the present moment with whatever you got in whatever circumstances. You but then have. like, let's look at the definition of peace of mind. Like it's, it's important to separate like the fundamental core meaning and then all the stuff that we think it is. So maybe like you can find peace of mind through meditation and yoga, but at the same time, maybe you can find peace of mind in like a really aggressive, like, I don't know, Super Smash Brothers game or mm. like some chess game or something. Does it mean stillness? Like, I don't think stillness and peace of mind have to be at the same point. Totally agree. And I think that if you're, if you're playing that super aggressive game of, of, of Super Smash Brothers with your good friend, like, that is beginner's mind in some way that is like a true appreciation of the present moment that is like a flow moment like they like to say or like a peak experience whatever you know sort of words you might use some people might even call that like a moment with god or or, or a religious experience you that's know? pretty extreme <laughs> it, it is it is extreme but like you know my belief is sort of we all are expressions of some divine force and since that's the case like you can totally have that with your friend in a Super Smash Brothers, or even alone in a Super Smash Brothers, if you are kind of in that zone, that is that is peace of mind. That is a flow moment. So I guess maybe like the way that I'm starting to understand the way that you're describing um, was a beginner's mind is like when you're playing a game and the two people fighting in that game are not in the same position. They're not the same. I don't know character type. But then like some trick happens, you really enjoy that that clash. Is that like a beginner's mind thing? Is it the first time that you had that experience? But you've had, you've played that game before. It's not your first time playing the game. Is that beginner's mind? Or? Yeah. It, it, like the, the, the idea of cultivating or like trying to attain beginner's mind without having naturally, having it naturally occur. Like when you, you know, have a new travel experience, for example, uh, would be to be involved in an activity or a point of view or a interaction or whatever it is you're doing and still be able to feel like you are doing it for the first time because in reality you are doing it for the first time in terms of like the exact you know time and space and energy so that exists think, like, at that we're moment. We're always um, trying to find like that first experience within the experiences we have is that what we enjoy like could we enjoy something that we've done repetitively without new experiences? Like in Japan, for example, there are lots of people that do repetitive kind of work mm. and they probably don't experience too much variation from that or things like, I but don't know. That's, that, is, that is exactly where this practice is its most useful. Like sweeping a stoop or cleaning you know, your dishes after you have dinner. That's when, if you can find beginner's mind in those experiences, your life can completely shift. Do you think that's why, like, maybe Japanese people are so detail-oriented? Because through repetition, they've had to find kind of interesting points within their repetitions, which is what beginner's mind is. Yeah, I won't pretend to, uh, to know why they're so detail-oriented, but I will tell you that my experience with a lot of Japanese people has shown me that they can find true happiness and contentment in 
what I would probably consider pretty boring and mundane activities. And I have a lot of respect for that. And I actually think their lives are, you know, better and, and filled with a lot more content and, and happiness than mine is because of their ability to do that. Do you think it's the same thing? Like going through a new complete experience, mm. A, or doing something you've always done and appreciating things within that, do you think that's the same thing? Just different levels of skill or different... S say that a, a, another way. So like, um, for example, let's say you're riding your bike to work and you're always riding the same way and you're appreciating kind of things around that, but you're always riding the same way. Mm. You see the same cars almost because it's the same time. Um, sure. What about like the alternative is you fly to uh, India and then you go to a temple and you do like a meditation for like one day. Yeah. Two, two totally different experiences. Both um, kind of have things to be um, experiencing for the first time. Like during mm. the bike trip, you can try to zone in on the trees, the, the amount of trees, the artwork on the, the side of the wall or something like that um, on the way to work. Um, and on the other one, <laughs> shit the 5 p.m bell in japan is uh, playing uh so and the other one you're in india and you're uh seeing things you've never seen like the the what's it called the the sand on the pavement and like the structure is different like it's so much more information that you've never seen before mm. so like there's more to play with because there's more information sure but then are those two separate things or is it just the same skill but just really refined down to like uh expert level i think it's more difficult in 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 that experience that you've had so many times but it's still totally possible and the people who you know are the most successful at it at feeling this presence at feeling this awe at feeling this humility a humility is another huge thing with beginner's mind because people with arrogance and 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 kind of you know a know-it-all mind uh, tend to not enjoy things because they're constantly trying to keep up the image of, of knowing it all. But going in with humility, you just feel like, oh, I'm ready to learn and open to those experiences. So for the people on that you know, mundane bike ride who can go in with that humility, presence, peace of mind, whatever it is that they have, um, you know, that's an amazing skill that they can take with them wherever. Yes, in the Indian experience, it's also an awesome thing. It's not, it's not less good, but it's probably harder uh, you know, with the mundane bike ride. That makes sense. I guess mindset's really important. So if you're a little bit more open-minded, you can try to go in deeper on your daily experiences. But then, like, I still think, isn't it more interesting to chase down those, like, huge new experiences rather than finding it within small kind of things that you do every day? Or is it not exclusive to each other like yeah. i guess you can do both listen dude we're, we're 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 here trying to be the best humans that we can possibly be so why why stop it just you know mediocrity why stop it just being able to get this in uh in 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 easy situations right? hashtag the achiever <laughs> hashtag number one <laughs> we want to be the best of feeling <laughs> but but like but like if you think about it, we are fighting against biology here, you know, like we as humans were naturally selected for over thousands of years to feel stress and anxiety, right? Like our ancestors, the ones who could feel the most anxiety about some, 
you know, predator, some lion coming up from behind them and was constantly, if, if your ancestors were constantly looking over their shoulder, trying to, you know, protect themselves from the lion that might be coming up from behind. Well, those were the people that survived the longest. And guess what? They passed on their genes who passed on their genes to the next stressed out, anxiety filled people, right? Who passed it on to us and we got it. And so we're the survivors and we're constantly looking over our shoulder, but, but we don't need the stress we we don't have lions chasing us anymore like our society has evolved where we you know kind of got rid of the lions and instead we live in these cities that are filled with metaphorical lions of you know career and uh image and social media and you know machines and cars and other stuff kind of buzzing by and you know we are also kind of naturally selected for the people who feel this anxiety and can kind of rise up within society because we're constantly looking over our shoulder but guess what there's a huge negative side effect to it and that's all this stress and anxiety that we feel so we're fighting biology in this stuff and it's it's not an easy fight uh i heard um, a quote on the interwebs mm-hmm. it was um Stress is when you're doing something you don't like and uh, passion is when you're doing something you love. So isn't it just like the way that you perceive things? I don't know, man. I do a lot of stuff that I love to do and feel a ton of stress about. Like really? it starts. Yeah. Like I love photography, for example. Right. And I'll go out shooting and uh I'll go out shooting one night and, you know, take a bunch of pictures and like feel really in the zone and, you know, capture life, living life, doing its thing and just really feel like, okay, I I get why I love this hobby. I get why I have this hobby, right? And I'll come back at night, I'll upload my pictures on my, uh, on my computer and maybe I feel a bit tired. And so I go to sleep, wake up the next day and got to go to work and now I'm thinking all right well I really got to edit those photos you know at some point like I, I want to share them with the world a couple of days go by you know maybe I should have some time for more photography and now I got like loads and loads of pictures piling up right and then I start feeling this anxiety and stress about this hobby that was so yeah. pure in the beginning so of course you know it's amazing to have passions and interests and stuff like that but for you know, a lot of people who kind of tend to be overachievers, those things then develop into to-do lists as well, and the anxiety and stress can kind of just pile up from there. One interesting thing um, about dealing with stress is like, so you were going out to do photography, and you wanted to take some photos to experience, you know, life, living life, but at the same time, you're trying to get the best photo, mm. but why not just play around with it? Why not try to take some really bad photos? Mm. I don't mean like photos of the ground, but like... You know, you, you do something weird and then you go through your photos, you find like the ones that were kind of interesting and you post that or you try posting something that's not perfect. Wouldn't that kind of take the anxiety away? Totally. And that is... We'll never do it. That is... The, that is... Well, if I fail, I'm going to try to fail in the best way that I possibly Maybe can. You, <laughs> but you can't fail the best way. There's no good failing. There, There is for, for people who are incredibly manipulative of the word failure. <laughs> there is bad. ways to fail gracefully and, and successfully. Oh my God. But, um, you intended to fail. That's but, what you'll tell yourself. But I, think, uh, but I think that's exactly right. And what you say kind of hits on the beautiful concept of beginner's mind, which is like, if you go out there shooting photography and like say to yourself, I ain't shit. I don't know anything. I'm not good. I have nothing. To, I have nothing that you know. I have no 
reason that I need to like post an amazing picture or, or, or anything like that. I don't know anything about photography. Yeah, I might know how to control my, my settings and stuff like that, but for the most part, I'm not an expert. I don't expect anything of myself. Then how good is that night gonna be, right? How good is that you know next two hours of shooting gonna be? Because you don't have any expectations. You don't have any like image about yourself as awesome. You have complete humility, complete awe at what you're doing and very little expectations. And I think that's sort of the key to happiness. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, it's, it's really similar to a book I was reading recently called The Art of Learning. It's about this guy that, um, chess superstar from when he was young, but then he kind of hit like a, like a block because he became really famous and it was affecting his game. Then he started up Wing Chun which is like a Chinese martial art. But what's really interesting about that is he came in knowing nothing about martial arts, but because he was so good at chess and learning, he was able to go in like really humbly mm. and pick it up faster than most people would because he would notice patterns and, and, you know, he'd be creative. He would just practice. He'd enjoy the process. And that really showed me that maybe enjoying the things that you do and being really humble, even if you're really good or really strong, or really smart, just going in somewhere thinking like you have no idea mm. and just approaching it like that, I think you get more out of that, which is, I think, something that's a really good lesson for all of us, especially me, yeah. <laughs> to, to learn. Um, so, I mean, do you think it's hard to, to do that? Because, I mean, if you want to be the best photographer and you know that the tool, even though that maybe that's not your goal, but like you know the way to get to good photos is thousands and thousands of bad photos. And shouldn't that be the goal, like to just take as many photos as you can that are just messy, like just have fun with it. Kind of like uh, some of our mutual friends that uh, do training in the very uncon unconventional way mm -hmm. where you do like, I don't know, random games and that that's part of the exercise routine, but there's some intention behind it, mm -hmm. you know? So um, don't you think that's a good idea? I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that makes a lot of sense. Easier to you know, preach rather than practice as we, as we oh, well yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, if we can just go in with, with, with low expectations and just shoot and have fun, I think that's the best way to, uh, to success. And I think what we have to realize is the story that we've been telling ourselves our whole lives, or at least a lot of us is that, yes, I don't love this stress, but because I have this stress, it has motivated me to do, you know, work hard and study and learn photography and exercise and all these things. And so the results of working hard and doing all those things are worth the stress. But actually, in reality, you can still do all those things, not be attached to the results of doing all those things. And and maybe be successful, maybe not be successful. But you're going to enjoy yourself and have presence. But the having the stress is nowhere a necessary ingredient for the success. And we have to get rid of that story. And it's a story that I've had my entire life. And I'm working on trying to break it down. And even though I kind of know this information and I can talk about it in you know this kind of setting, when I'm out there in the world, it's really, really, really difficult. So... Um, you know, I think that's another thing that, that we all should keep in mind. Yeah, we should break this down at the next podcast by Michael and Kevin. <laughs> so I guess to wrap this one up, it's appreciate the things around you. Try to be humble when starting new things and enjoy life. Yeah. 
And listen, there's uh there's another quote you said you 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 saw, uh you you heard that quote on the interwebs. Another quote that I read on the interwebs by uh, one of the spiritual teachers that he died I think ten years ago or so. But um, Adida was his name, and he Adida. said Adida, and he said, "Relax, nothing is in control." And I thought that that is amazing because. Uh, you know, people always say to me, relax, everything's under control. <laughs> but it, it's actually the complete opposite. You can just say, relax, nothing's in control. And since I can't control anything, then I'm just going to chill. And how awesome is that? I'm going to use it next time I see you. When you're stressing out about things or telling me to go run or do some burpees or up on a mountain or some shit, relax, it's all out of control, <laughs> like you. That's well, right. Thanks for your time, Michael. Thanks for awesome. your time, Kevin. I'm glad we did this. We'll yeah. Do, uh, we'll do an episode number two. With uh, stress being the main topic. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we'll have Enough. cultivated beginner's mind by that time. Oh, yeah. We'll smash that. <laughs> smash and dash. All right. Thanks. Take care.